0: What's Up, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up the Ship Podcast, episode 91. Uh, today, I'm talking to Jeff Bayless. Uh, we got on to talk about uh, transitioning out of the military. Um, in lieu of ever having a sponsor, I've basically created my own. If you want to support us, go to dgutsapparel.com. Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Guts Apparel. Uh, it's Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. I went out of my way to create some really awesome stuff that I think you'll really enjoy. And it's some stuff that I think you'll actually wear. Uh, I hate all the stuff in the Navy Exchange section. I hate a lot of the stuff I see on social media where some somebody's side hustle is creating like nauseating gear that no one actually wants, except for like crusty old retirees, which I'm about to be. So I don't know if I should uh, talk smack, but anyway, uh, go check it out. DgutsApparel apparel.com. If you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. And I would really appreciate it. What's up everybody. Welcome back to another episode of don't give up the ship podcast episode 91. Uh, today I'm talking to Jeff Bayless. Uh, we got on to talk about, uh, transitioning out of the military. Um, spent a lot of time uh, it was it was general but i mean we we're both like he he's retired now i'm retiring um which you all know about me um and, and this is not a uh like how to transition out of the military like type episode we don't get into in a procedural stuff or like um like tools and resources and stuff like that it's more of like a what it's like uh to process that and uh Either, and I'm sure it applies to a certain degree to people just separating, but then obviously that <laughs> the institutionalization happens even more when you spend as much time in as I have and Jeff did. Um, so it's becomes a, a larger transition. Uh, and then we, we both have dealt with mental health issues. So kind of just weaving that into the discussion as far as how that is affecting us um, or how it did affect us. And then uh, just talk through some like stuff on, on kind of how to deal with those things and, and, um, talking through the like what was causing me anxiety about it, what I was worried about, uh, why I was worried about it, stuff like that. Um, and so it was really just kind of a thought provoking, self reflective, contemplative type conversation about those types of things. And, uh, you know, like, it's not, the typical stuff but i think it's important and, I, and i've and i spent a lot of time recently in the mental health kind of orbit um and just feel like it's where my focus is right now so uh this was a pretty natural conversation to have um and i hope you guys enjoy it check it out um so yeah so the it, he was talking about how like it, like soft skills, emotional intelligence, right? Um, how like you, sh- you should be able to recognize when something's awry with one of your sailors and then intervene at that point so that you, just you caring enough is a step in the right direction. And then in he didn't go into this as much, but I think it's kind of where he was going with it was like what he meant was like figuring out what needs not being met and then meeting it. Right. Like, going like taking the time to intervene so one like being able to recognize when to intervene and then actually intervene but when you intervene doing it in a meaningful way because i think the problems are one a lot of leaders don't even know like they they don't even recognize they don't have the emotional intelligence and awareness to recognize when they need to intervene
1: i don't i don't want to interrupt you but i have to like i was just going to go there with it's all about noticing Right. And, and this, you know, my talk has like evolved over time and the podcast evolved over time and conversations we have evolve over time, but right. one of the, one of the most maybe recent relevant developments that I've kind of picked up on and, you know, through Ram Dass and, you know, Eckhart Tolle and Alan Watts and some of this philosophy and, you know, just listening to some of their talks and, mm-hmm. you know, this, this idea that if you don't notice it, Right. It's all about noticing. And I right. think I was kind of onto it a while back, but I didn't really know what I was saying, but I was kind of like, well, there was bells and whistles out there. There were things going on that I ignored. Right. But I, I really, really didn't, you know, drink from the the, the cup. Right. Like I yeah. didn't, you know, I didn't get the juice. I didn't get the nectar. Like I wasn't really embodying what that meant. And it really all starts with noticing. Yeah. If you actually notice in yourself or in another human. Hey, you know, this is not exactly normal. Like, don't just brush it off. Yeah. Don't just compartmentalize it. Don't just say I'll deal with that when I get on shore duty. Right. Don't just say that. You know, it's because my wife is not, you know, doing what she's supposed to do. That uh, flag on the play, dude. Like, no, notice it. Notice it first because that's the root, right? Like that's that that is where that is where things start. And right. if we can notice it, it sounds simple, but the mm-hmm. easiest things to say are the hardest things to do, right? Like, right. if we can just notice it, genuinely notice, hey, that guy is not himself today. Yeah. And I noticed it. Wow, well, I paid attention to that. Yeah. Then you but can do something about it. Right.
0: The, the, I think I agree with you that it's a really important step, but it's step one in my mind because then, of course, no, yeah, because then noticing it, it's like, then you have to have the capacity to do something meaningful about it. That's going to end in a positive result for that person. Because I think what, of you, course, what you generally see, like if you did an analysis across the board, I think most of the time when somebody does notice this stuff, what they uh, analyze as the, the problem is like it's, it's the sailor's fault. It's some kind of disciplinary problem. Like there's a malfunction with this unit and, I need to like go down the path of fixing the malfunction through counseling, through EMI, through DRB, through MAST, through just like taking a couple self-esteem notches away by like demeaning them or telling them, you know, like they're not good enough or they need to get qualified this thing faster or whatever. I think it's generally recognized as a disciplinary problem instead of. Because like and, and I, I, I love the story by uh, Amber Viola, good friend of mine. She was one yep. of my sailors uh, mm-hmm. back in the day uh, at the A school. She's one of my NMTIs. She was a GM, too. And she was on the Lincoln and she had a sailor that uh, was having all these problems showing up to work on time. And the chief and the LPO just they just went down the disciplinary path and stacked up this stack of counseling sheets. And then the sailor is about to go to DRB. So finally, Amber goes this. Just she's just a second class in the division. She's not like in a leadership position. So she besides just like because she's a second class. Right. She goes up and sits the sailor down and says, hey, what is going on with you? Like, why can't you show up? Like, what's why are you not able to show up to work on time? Turns out like his car. Uh, I don't know. It was like broken down or like didn't have insurance or something like that. Like there's some reason why the sailor. Thing, yeah. yeah. Like didn't have access to their car. And they lived off base and they couldn't find a reliable ride to work. So like Amber's like, "Okay, well, how do we fix that? And talks through it with the sailor, fixes it. Kids never late to work again. And it's just like, why did my first term second class have the emotional intelligence to recognize that? But none of the leadership did. They were just punching the kid in the face because you're not you're not meeting the standard of you have to be here by 745 or whatever. So like they're just. because you're not meeting that metric, here's your counseling sheet. And it's like the sailor is not going to respond in a way where they're going to volunteer that information. So you've got to ask and you got to do it in a way where you're communicating that like, hey, we care about you. We want to help you. What's going on? So you start there. like, And that's like one of the reasons I think I was successful at least the second time around. I mean, I don't I didn't write a lot of counseling sheets the first time I was my first chief's tour, but and even at the A school, like I I think I had by that time, I had like crystallized in my mind that it wasn't productive unless my hand was forced. So it's yeah. like I, I think I was successful in a lot of ways. I think that was one of the biggest reasons is I was I was like, I don't want to do admin. I don't want to discipline <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Not like not like I don't want to like hand jam it into the computer. I just mean like. I don't think it's productive to put a piece of paper in front of a sailor that they know is negative and then try to have a positive conversation about it, like try to try to vent. Like I'm starting with that premise and then trying to frame it positively like it never works. So it's just like I, I'm going into those conversations where I got to like counsel a sailor. Where I'm just closing the door. I'm like, what's going on? Like what? Even yeah. if they're freaking out, like I had a, a um, i I'm trying to remember. I had a, a first class that he's a chief now. He might be a senior chief. I don't know. He was a really passionate kid. Um, and he got mad that we did like an awards board. We had this process for like the people that win uh, that accelerated advancement thing in a school. Mm-hmm. And so the instructor can't be on the board because, of course, they're going to be biased for their own Bias, kid. Yeah. So the kid like the nominees instructors can't be in there. So it was like me and two other chiefs or like two other instructors. I don't know. And we picked the kid, a different kid. Like we didn't pick the one that he wanted, I guess. Um, I don't remember why, but like it just worked out that way. And it's not like I was the only one that made the decision. But for some reason, he singled me out. And this first class starts screaming at me. We're in the wardroom room uh, where we did the boards at the time. We had like a war, a fake wardroom that we used for uh, like teaching that part of the curriculum or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, and he's like screaming at me. And he basically said, uh Something of the, I forget the exact words, but it was like, uh, um, he said something to the effect of like, uh, oh, this is what like leadership is a chief's like, and like, or you're not like qualified to make some judgment about. Cause I said, I, t- I basically said, you need to, f- you need to stop like you're out of line. And he's like, like, we can talk about this, but you need to, what you're doing right now is not going to end well. Right. And, uh, and he basically said like you're qualified to like judge me or something because like i, I don't know i don't remember the exact i'm, I'm butchering it but sure uh, it was pretty bad but even that like um the the warrant officer who was the site director wanted to string him up and it, what's weird is like that was his boy too like they had served together before he was like mentoring the kid but like when he screamed at me like that and and like was like as insubordinate as he was this warrant officer wanted to drop an anvil on his head and i was like Mm. wait 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 like i'm like he didn't hurt my feelings like and he knows he's in deep shit right now you know like he because he's a board eligible first class um i think he was our lpo at the time like he was a kid that was he was he was on the fast track to an ep you know and uh So I pulled him in my office with the warrant one day and just sat him down. I'm like, hey, man, this is a counseling sheet. The only reason I'm writing this down is because you had an audience when you did this. So I kind of have to. But what I need you to understand is this is what happened. This is why. And we just I just laid it all out for him. We just had a conversation. I'm like, I understand how passionate you are about these kids. I appreciate that. That's like that's a strength. That's something that's going to serve you really, really well. There's a way to go
1: about it. But
0: but (laughs) yeah, the way in which you did that will never end well if you're doing it. I mean, yeah, even if you're doing it with somebody that's junior to you, but if you're doing that with seniors, like it doesn't matter if you're wearing khakis, like if you if you do that up the chain of command routinely, it's never going to end well and and well, it's just because i win no matter what like even if i'm an idiot and i'm wrong i still have rank and it's so it's like there there's a the insubordination thing is what it is and it does what it does and like i probably operate outside the lines of that a lot because i think it gets more done when i'm just having a human relationship with someone instead of saying well i'm master chief and i
1: said so well that's but, that's merit that's meritocracy right i mean that's yeah. ray dalio's principles right i mean that's exactly yeah. That's exactly how most organizations should right. you know, operate, you know. Uh and that that's how I tried to run every division or department I was in charge of was somewhat of a meritocracy with the right. caveat of, yeah, but I get the veto. <laughs> right. You know, I get the veto. But Ray Dalio talks a lot about exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, I, I would just I would just say like to tie it back into transition, right? Like so you know, we we were originally talking about transitioning out of the military, whether that's retirement or, you know, just getting out medically or just you did your four years. But if you think about it, you know, just kind of zoom out a little bit and look at this, you know, you're you're kind of always in a transition. I mean, you're always, you know, which is why my my talk yeah. is evolution. My podcast is evolution because you're <laughs> always in you're always in an evolution. You're always yeah, the, transitioning. The problem is I'm acutely aware of it now and it's freaking yeah, me right, out. You know what face. I mean? Like, yeah. But it was like I
0: didn't I didn't even realize it before. Really. I mean, sometimes, but not really. And it wasn't as like paradigm shifting, you know, like this is mm-hmm. my whole life feels like it's changing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, even for that, well, not but and I, I, I need to. Stop saying, <laughs> take but. your own advice. Most, yeah. <laughs> most things are and statements, uh, you know, and that, that is true. And yeah, you have been through so many other transitions, man. Right. Like you transitioned from being a junior sailor to, you know, a petty officer from a petty officer to a chief, from a chief to a master chief, to a mass chief with cancer, to a mass chief with this platform to impact sailors. Right. Like yeah. all of these were transitions along the way. And so for you, you know, like I'm specifically speaking to you, but hopefully it helps the broader audience, you know, you you have transitioned so many times in your life. This is just another transition, right? Yeah. I mean, think about that transition to join the Navy,
0: right? Yeah. What was that true.
1: like? Or the transition to get married. Like that's a huge yeah. one, right? Have kids. I remember the first time I bought a new car for uh she's not my wife now, but I, you know, I've I've yeah. never I have two motorcycles and a Toyota Tacoma that has 140,000 miles on them. All three yeah. are used. I have the title like yeah. it's just not in me to buy a new car. <laughs> yeah, right. me. Either. Not about me. <laughs> it's not about me, but the yeah. point it, it's it's a salient point like it's 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 relatable you know i don't buy new vehicles i just jeff does not buy new vehicles like i don't agree i I just i don't know yeah yeah, something broken in me or maybe Ah, i'm I'm just cheap yeah right
0: (laughs) i had to convince you to get a new laptop you're just cheap so am i like
1: dude i I was gonna bring that up too i was like this recording is so much better on this yeah
0: yeah (laughs) we're not glitching and dropping and freezing and uh,
1: yeah, I don't know whether to say thank you or you're welcome, but either way, it's I'm mutually both. beneficial. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I remember the first time I bought, you know, now my ex-wife, but I, I bought her a new car and, mm. um, man, that was like a huge transition for me. It was like, that was like swallowing a jagged pill, you know? I was yeah. like, oh yeah. man, it's a new car, but you know, we just had a kid and it was it's just, I'm just trying to give some examples to make it relatable to somebody that's transitioning or to you, you know, like you have done this before you have, Yeah. this is just a different one. That's outside of the uniform. It's not under the cloak. Right. So, but, but you're going to do it and you're going to be successful. It now had you had failed in every other aspect of your life, (laughs) you, you would not be here now to be able to transition out of the military. Right. Yeah. Like, Like, the, the military would have flushed you out right before you got to a point where you could transition to civilian life. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's something to think about too, right? Like not only have you done it already, yeah, but if you weren't capable, you wouldn't be here
0: right, yeah, to I, a point I,
1: where you're going to transition.
0: A big part, and, and not that all those are applicable to this idea, but like, a lot. I think a lot of the more significant transitions, like joining the Navy, was probably big. I don't think. I think I was just, you know, kind of ignorant or naive or whatever, where I just went into it not really understanding how how big of a transition it was going to be until like. And I and I think you almost I, for me anyway. I I like went into almost like survival mode. Like once I once I got to boot camp, I was just like, holy crap, what did I do? And then like, yeah, I just kind of almost went in a low power mode where I wasn't I was just gritting through it and like try not to, you know, screw anything up. And and then like when I got to a school and, and sub school, same kind of thing, I was just trying to d- give my best effort. I mean, boot camp was a shock, so I, it was almost like I was just in survival mode. And then uh, when I got to a school, I was a little more conscious of what was going on. And I was like, I, I really want to apply myself more. Um, than I did in yeah. boot camp because at boot camp, I was just so f- like, f- I am like, this is so crazy. So I was just trying not to get in trouble, basically. Um, right. And then, yeah, I did really well in A school and sub school because I kind of turned my brain back on a little bit too. But I don't even think I recognized the the huge transition, um, until after it happened when I like was living in Hawaii and I'm like on my first submarine. And I'm like, Jesus, like, this is insane. Um, but now it's like, uh, all the other significant ones that happened, they happened. And even that one did. I and mean, without my realizing it happened, like within the lifelines of the Navy, where I have a ton of support, even if I don't realize it, like, cause there's a, you know, there's yeah. plenty of sailors out there that'll say they don't have any support and like, no one cares about them. And like, I understand why they're saying that, but like, there's, there's a ton of just infrastructure really, like, like where, and things that I don't have to worry about that a civilian does that, I think it's the fear of the unknown more than anything else. That's freaking me out. Right. Where it's like, like I, cause I was telling, um, I was telling my therapist and my wife, like I've moved coast to coast, like a bunch of times. So it's like, it's not like moving yeah. like whatever. I've done this a million times. Um, it's the, I've never been unemployed. I've never, uh, had to worry about my own health insurance type stuff, which I mean, I still kind of don't, I'm going to have Tricare, Um, Like I've never had, to. I've never been on the windy corner where I don't have this huge network, even though I still kind of do, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost like I just, there's, I'm not going to check into somewhere in Texas and they're going to be like, all right, this is what you're doing now. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've shown up to almost like a prepackaged starter kit for life, for like adult life when I've gone to each of these new duty stations where like now in Texas, it's like, they're just going to ship me my stuff and tell me good luck. (laughs) So it's like uh well, and I, you know like i don't know there's the va that. and there's the everything else but
1: well yeah i mean not to go back to unpack everything that you have already recorded about russ smith's comments and stuff mm. you know which i i gotta say like you know i love russ like yeah uh, i'm gonna be his honors boss mate his retirement and at his change of command uh at the naval academy so yeah huge fan you know like I, me too uh, i i I got yeah, roasted pretty I,
0: good on Reddit by a handful of people for the for the podcast, and it's just like I probably should have led with the stuff that I disagreed with in my overall summary. But I don't even think that would have mattered because, like, I'm still defending him because I don't think like most of the quotes aren't even accurate. He never said lower your standards or lower your expectations. He said, "Man, right? Yeah, I actually still reposted probably, his... Still, probably not the best yeah, yeah, way yeah. to express that. But he like he's getting right. destroyed for a lot of things that. It's it's pretty clear um to me anyway, well, I, And it's my opinion that I'm, he I'm didn't not,
1: intend it I, that way. But anyway. hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not I here to he's defend Mick Pond. Cares I'm about sailors. I'm saying I love the guy and I'm I'm gonna be his honest yeah. boss made his retirement and all like that. But that's not really my point here. Yeah, my yeah. point here is, you know, what he was talking about, you know, where the if we can meet it at the lowest level, right? So if yeah. we can if we can get there to where, uh, you know, you have, you know, share your scars with people you trust and share your wounds with the world, right? And there's somewhere in between that spectrum that bubbles up to where you need help. But as you're transitioning out of the military or as you're transitioning through a phase of your life or this chapter or season of what's going on with you, there are people along the way that, you know, hopefully you have someone you trust. If you if, if you don't trust anybody, like please reach out to me. Like <laughs> on Instagram, like reach out to me. <clears throat> I may not be able to help you, but I will help you find somebody that can help you, right? And that that's kind of what he was talking about. Right. You know, is that we need we need to meet this at the lowest level, and that would help keep the the pop filter a little bit lower so that the demand is not as high. Uh, you know, so the people that need that are an extremist get the help they need. Right. So we, we need it on all levels. And I would say to apply that to transition, whether it's retirement or, uh, even just transitioning through commands, right. There is somebody that, you know, that can direct you to someone that can help you out. Right. Yeah. Like, like, dude, you're, you're moving to Texas. Guess what? You're talking to a Texan.
0: I know. I, I love know. <laughs> Texas. I will hook my you but I, I will t- the, the LS <laughs> like, match chief I work with is moving to like Dallas Fort Worth. He's like from there too.
1: Uh So yeah, it's like dude. Like I, yeah. There's going to be people. You yeah. know somebody that yeah. can help you in any transition. Like For sure. oh, you're having issues with your VA? Like do you know This is what I talk about in my talk and, you know, it, it's certainly not proprietary like information. Like I, right. I publicly I don't make money on it. So like, it's all, you know, it's, it's out there, dude. So, but you know, I say, uh, you know, if if you want to put in a cheese package, who do you talk to? Right. A chief, a chief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, your senior enlisted leader or, you know, a CMC, if you want to make, uh, if you want to put in the commissioning package, who do you talk to?
0: Somebody that's commissioned through one of those, Somebody programs, that's commissioned. Yeah.
1: you know, and then where I go with this is, you know, if you're an officer and you got a DUI, who do you talk to? And it's like Jeff Bayless. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Legal, <laughs> legal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: talk to the defense service <laughs> office. I'm not giving you legal <laughs> advice.
1: I did not see it going there, but yeah, uh, my, my point was nobody, right? <laughs> like, There's nobody out there, I so help it. <laughs> you're on it your own. I was watching a lot yeah, of Comedy doing, Central
0: right? roast videos yesterday. It's not my fault.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the roast. Um, yeah. But anyway, so again, with transitioning, right? If you're transitioning from a command, transitioning out of the military, you're yeah. retiring. Who do you talk to? Somebody that's been through it. Somebody Amen. that's done it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know about the VA process? Well, yes, I do. This Mm. is what worked for me. This is what didn't. Hey, what about a resume? Like what kind of work are you looking to do? Okay. Well, I had this guy help me with my federal resume. I had this guy help me with my civilian resume. Um, you know, just, I think that the resources are out there and you know, I talk about like I heard uh, Gary Vee say this one time. He was like, you know, somebody roasted him on social media about like, man, you just say the same things over again. He's like, I just <laughs> get a big smile, you know, because yeah. that just lets you know that it's important and I know what I'm talking right. about. Right. And that's how I that's feel. Funny. Like, look, you know, the resources are out there and they are designed to help you. Right. right. Too many of us are too afraid or too lazy or, don't want to, you know, get bogged down with, you know, another right. thing to do. It's out there, man. Like it the help is out there. You just have to like yeah. move the mouse, click the button, make right. the phone call, and you know, and and don't be afraid. Like, dude, a lot of us that have gone that have transitioned, like we're approachable. So reach mm. out. Like, hey man, like I don't know who to talk to about my VA stuff. What worked for you? Okay, yeah. let me tell you about Veterans Benefit Group. They helped me out.
0: Right. Right. Let me what I found. What I found interesting is like all the normal stuff I've found really valuable, like uh, going to taps like the normal class. And then I did the um, the educational track for me because I had already been to college a bunch like I didn't get a ton of value through the whole thing. But I mean, there were some some nuggets in there that I got some really good info Um, but like the main course, and then I'm doing the employment one soon and the entrepreneur one soon, just because they're there. Like, I'm just like, I'm doing them just because they're an option. But like the guy that came in, they did like an employment portion of the normal class. And the dude that came in was amazing. Like he had a bunch of, he was an Air Force veteran, had a bunch of corporate experience, um, really knowledgeable about and like just entertaining it, like hooked up with him on LinkedIn. I messaged him and asked him a bunch of questions and he responded. And so it's just like it's, and there's another guy in the class that told me about like, because I had my MTS, you can get the certified post-secondary instructor certification by just like applying for it. I don't even have to take the test. And so like, there's all this stuff that I've done. And then like a guy I work with, we get did, I got a lean six Sigma black belt and a bunch of other crap, like a, um, some like project manager thing and like an Excel thing, like a bunch of certifications. PMP. That, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently are like valuable or something. I don't know. But it's you like, know, I'm just doing it because the opportunities there, but also like it's, it's kind of like what you're always talking about, how like the universe is going to conspire to help you. If you put yourself right. in these situations and just talk to people and ask questions, because there's a lot of people that are doing the same thing I'm doing. Like my, my counterpart, the LS um, he's retiring June in June, I think, or. I think June of next year but he's like preparing too. like he's finishing his master's degree and he's trying to get all these certifications and he's on LinkedIn and writing his resume and so like I'm talking to him a bunch he's directed me towards things and helped me out with certain things and um so like this the stuff that just exists normally seems like it's, it seemed really helpful for, for me and I've heard a lot of people complain about it and say it's like useless and and whatever no. but I don't I mean I don't think it is. And I but I think it's because I'm I'm engaged. Like I'm not I'm certainly not because there was a couple of like salty E4s and E5s in the class with me that you could just tell didn't want to be there, didn't really care what was going on. And so it's like, that's why you're not getting anything out of it, in my opinion, because like I've been here for 21 years and I'm learning a lot, you know, so it's like. I mean, I don't think you can afford to just like skate through this class if you want to have a successful transition, unless, you know, you already mapped everything out and have a great plan. But even then.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, one thing on taps and then I want to, I want to talk about mood follows action, but, you know, going through taps, I I think it is what you make of it, right? I mean, there was certainly a half an hour lecture I sent through, uh, where I went through, uh, where a guy came in and basically said, you know. Make sure you're well groomed. Don't smoke a cigarette before you go in. Make eye yeah. contact, you know things like that when you're going into an interview. And I was like, yeah. "Dude, I got that right." But does they anybody not
0: to, know that? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: yeah, but they have to tease to the <laughs> lowest level, right? Right. You know, so you know, a person that has anywhere like quite honestly, anybody that's listening to this has some level of emotional intelligence or they would not care to tune into this. Right. Cause that's yeah. what we're talking about. Right. So if you're yeah. listening to this right now, you already know about eye contact, not smelling like, you know, an ashtray, uh, <laughs> you know, how to, how to dress properly for the right. occasion, you know, all of these things. Right. So there were portions of taps that I would say for you sure know, you know, that, 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 I wouldn't say they weren't beneficial, but I would say they were kind of repeat. Uh, But then, you know, a totally different, uh, you know, topic here is this mood follows action. Right. And then I had a third thing that I wanted to close out with you personally before we wrap. But, you know, the second thing is mood follows action. Right. Mm -hmm. So whatever, what, you know, it's, I hate, I hate, I hate when people say it is what it is and, uh, you know, fake <laughs> it till you lot. make it, fake it till you make it. I don't say it. the
0: second one. I say it is what it is a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fake it till you make it. But there's some truth in both of those, right? Cause yeah. sometimes I just recorded a pod about it is what it is and sometimes it is what it is, but it's more of yeah. a letting go policy. Right. So right. like, okay, so how it is, what it is correlates to this is. I hate to say it is what it is because sometimes it's like no, you could do something about it, but it is what it right. is. When you're transitioning out of the military, guess what? It is what it is. It's coming. Yeah. yeah, it's coming. It is what it is, and that's one time that I would say that's an acceptable use of that term. Yeah. And then fake it till you make it. You know, I hate it when people say that, but mood does follow action, right? So yeah. get out there, start making those actions, start making those phone calls, start making those connections, start visiting those places you want to go to school, start talking to those people that you're going to live with, start, you know, communicating those, you know, business opportunities, start mm-hmm. or, or even if it's not related to, you know, where you're going to live or what you're going to do. And that this is kind of the the last thing I wanted to check in with you personally, you know, is like, wh- where's your headspace at, right? Like where, where is your mental health yeah. around accepting all of this that is going on? Yeah. And how are you, you know, I don't want to say coming to peace, but yeah, how are you, so, you know, it's like the, the, no man steps in the same river twice, right? Because mm-hmm. the river is never the same because it's always eroding the rock and the man is never the same as steps in the water, right? So no man steps in the same river twice. So you're stepping in a brand new river, right? right? So it's not to say you can't cross that river, but how are you, how are you going to navigate it? That is the better question. Yeah. How how are you going to uh, navigate your way across? I don't, I'm, um, I think I'm still figuring it out,
0: like, which is, I need to, like, I need to arrive at a, at a conclusion at some point, but I, uh, I'm in a weird place where I'm really excited. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm at this point where like, if I could fast forward, I would like, I'm ready to not be doing this anymore. Um, and to, I mean, to be fair, like I'm not, I'm not spending a ton of time at work. Um, I'm on limb do right now, so I can't go do inspections, all this other stuff. So it's like, I'm really just like waiting to be retired. It's like, I'm kind of, I'm in that passing out basketballs phase. I'm not doing a whole lot besides medical appointments and kind of checking in once in a while. Right. But, uh, it, I'm just ready to go. I'm ready to like put this thing to bed and move on. Um, I'm really excited about the possibilities of of what's next. like we're moving to Texas. I'm really excited about that. Um, all the possibilities. yeah, all the possibilities of like what we get to do, who we're gonna know, like f- like new friends, new adventures, all that kind of stuff really pumped all the about the good it.
1: food you're going to eat all the, oh, yeah, the barbecue
0: dude I keep hearing my about dude, the barbecue it's like i'm going to come I'm, visit I'm pumped. <laughs>
1: it's already down uh, yeah,
0: yeah yeah and then um the possibilities from like the the podcast side of the house like i started doing the thought lab thing which i'm I'm really excited about i love writing um i'm i'm excited about having a, like all of my bandwidth and focus on this like i can just right. nice, focus on this like it's a job because that's what i want it to be like i want to turn this into a career um and just like being completely uh limitless like i I, i'm gonna put my face on youtube i'm gonna like i had some uh a listener get a hold of me about flying out to hawaii to speak at their uh khaki ball like just stuff like that where i'm like now i can say yes like which i it was a self-imposed limitation but like it felt appropriate and i'm excited to be able to just do whatever i want really yeah. pumped to grow a beard um but there's also like this anxiety of all the unknown stuff that i mentioned earlier um
1: i, I was pumped to grow a beard it, it didn't work out for me so yeah, mate, I, I just got just a little bit of sideburns and some stop that-
0: just grow a beard <laughs> um but then i was gonna say something earlier i looked at your I'm clean sorry. shaven face and i'm just like ah like, I, I, it hurts me because there's so many people in uniform that want to grow a beard and you can and you're choosing not to. And it makes, yeah, but sick. look
1: at my hair, dude. I'm way out of here. It rigs. is pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah. You can't see my yeah. sideburns, but they're like, God, they're you should have seen me
0: four days ago. God, yeah. I would have wagged well, my finger at myself. Well, out of regs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um,
1: hands in pockets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't do that. Um, I, there's a part of me that's like remorseful a little bit about like part of it is like I feel like I'm phoning it in right now which you know like it's a lot of that's beyond my control some of it's I'm choosing to not be super involved um I kind of started that at this last chief season and I actually I think I might have told you I had you know that um event and I don't know if everybody does something similar but they did this weakest link event where the, this kid walked up and they were just putting a stake in the ground in front of a chief and then telling him why they thought they were the weakest link. <laughs> Some wow. kid did it to me and I was just like and but the weakest link comment that he made was basically like I really enjoyed like I have really enjoyed and gotten value from all the conversations I've got to have with you and you were never around during the chief season and I feel like I missed out on a lot because you oh. were you were not here. And I was just like ouch like but also i i did it on purpose like i just didn't feel like i had anything to give at that time like i just wasn't in a good place and it just didn't feel like um like i had a lot to offer at the time so i just purposely withdrew i was just like I, i don't i'm not gonna be um neck deep in this this year like i'll show up occasionally and it is what it is part of it was uh, it was a dumpster fire to like the organization and coordination and the mess side of it. But
1: well, look, I just got frustrated. I mean, we're we're trained so hard to go hard. Right. Yeah, I mean, I know in right. my community, I, I know some guys that listen to your podcast that are both mates and they are like die hard, you know? And, and I, I am, I mean, I was and still am, you know, very proud and, and yeah. very, you know, dude, like, if if it is to be done, like it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Like if we need to launch that boat and you know, man the crane and recover the helicopter and launch the LCAC <laughs> at the same time as dropping the hook and rigging the ACOM ladder, guess what? We're gonna figure that crap out. Like it's going to happen, right? Like we're yeah, th- there is no like in between. There is do or do not, right? Yeah. And so when you're just used to that, you know, I think there's a you know, you have to set aside from the operational perspective Ooh. or the, mm, you know, the requirement perspective, right? And give yourself a little bit of grace as you transition. Yeah. Give yourself a little bit of grace because, you know, it, it, the the other thing is, you know, the, the Navy will continue without you, bud. Right. You know, certainly continue without me. That's uh, what
0: I... That's what I kind yeah. of arrived at in giving myself permission to withdraw some in this last like year or so. It's yeah. just like I had my buddy tell me he's like, I started saying no a lot more because uh, people were just like asking me to do all these things and be involved in all these things. And it's just like, you no, know, like I'm 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 on my way
1: out the door. I'm not going to well, be you, here next year. So you well, do how, the you good can, you know? can. You do the right. good you can. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I would say for you, man. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to step on you, but... That's all good. I'm I'm kind of passionate about this specifically (laughs) with you. You know, like you did what you did in uniform, you know, you're continuing to do good. And so give yourself some grace... Yeah. For whatever that crap you just said for the last five minutes is like, let go of that, dude. No, seriously. Yeah. No, I, I, I yeah. that's what I'm,
0: I'm just saying. That's like the, so one of the things that I'm working through is like, is letting that go is like just saying, yeah. like giving myself permission to not be Superman anymore. Like, it's like, dude, yeah. you gotta stop. Like, cause you can't, yeah. you can't do it's it. It's going to come to an like, end anyway. In four months, yeah. you're not going to be able to do it anymore anyway, except the podcast stuff.
1: So, um, well, and, and then, like, you know, you'll, You'll continue to do the podcast, right? right not continue right. to do my talk and you know, yep. to you we'll just keep doing what we can. Yeah. Um, but you know, your service doesn't actually end until you decide to become a selfish butthole, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like seriously try to keep right. it clean here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, your your service, like I say, you're just gonna take you with you. Your service yeah. is not gonna end, right? Like you'll yeah. always have that with you. So
0: right. Yeah. And the last part is probably like the there's just like this borderline panic of the unknown that I'm trying to keep reined in at all times. And it's just like I talk to my therapist a lot about like I understand that I can look at a lot of things. Like I so our house, I you know, I bought it in twenty sixteen for, you know, X price. It's at Y price now, which is a I mean it's worth like two hundred thousand more dollars than it was when I bought it. I refinanced it to pay, so I had zero debt going in retirement and put some money in my pocket to like, because I was, I'm. There's some stuff I'm going to do the house before we sell it and all this other stuff, but um, still going to make like a crazy amount of money off this house if it sells at the price that it should right now, which I'm going to yeah. list it here in like a few months. Um, but I'm like panicking because they're raising interest rates and the housing market might explode and all these other things where I just like. My mind starts spiraling down all these worst case scenarios that may or may not happen. It looks like they won't. It looks like I'm going to get exactly what my realtor said and uh, we'll make a bunch of money on it and have a nice big fat cushion rolling into retirement. But yeah. in my mind, I'm like freaked out. But what if I don't, you know, and I do that a lot with with everything where it's just like, well, what if this what if that and then I've, I've tried to start reframing everything as like, well, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is the mm-hmm. housing market explodes today. And my house is either worth like what it is when I bought it or less. And so then then what do I do? OK, well, absolute worst case scenario is I just delay the move and we just stay here. My mm. mortgage is really low. Like I, I'm the the cost to live in this house is way lower than rent in like a one better apartment. So I'm like, I'm good. So I could just stay here until. Yeah situations change and are more favorable and conditions are more favorable to, to make the move to Texas. So, or I could rent out, the house man. out or I could do whatever, but it's like, I'm going to be fine. And so I'm check. trying to reframe all those things in that way. We're
1: good. Check, check this idea out. Right. So I th- I'm pretty sure I recorded on this or maybe I talked about it on somebody else's pod. I can't remember now, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I came through this like idea, which helped me with anxiety Right, yeah, you know, I've got PTSD, and sometimes it's bad, dude. Like, I'll get yeah. night terrors where I'll wake mm-hmm. up and like a puddle of sweat, and yeah, you know, triple check the doors, and make sure they're locked. My, yeah, and sometime, sometimes sometimes <laughs> it's Mine's like, like panic attacky.
0: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, I've definitely had just, panic attacks. I get yeah. like meltdown yeah. moments where I like heart rates elevated for no reason, and I'm like freaking out, and I like just want to like, you know, like hide like i just like yeah there's not gonna well, go in my office and just turn the lights off and just like just sit there what, and like be what helps you know, me like, with that
1: is uh insight timer dude like just get you a, like they have meditations that are specifically for panic attacks and i've had those okay. like really help me through like i'll just what lay was, down on the floor what's insight that called, timer?
0: insight timer yeah. okay
1: yeah it's like headspace only okay better yeah it's like okay. spotify for meditation um huh. And I told you about that I podcast that I interviewed with John McCaskill, but he was talking yeah. about some uh, virtual reality meditation. I've heard of that. Um, like, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so to to go back, yeah, yeah, maybe sorry. like just sorry. two minutes ago. No, it's good, dude. I, I love our discursive conversations, but uh, <laughs> like, um, because they, they always lead down a good thread. But uh, yeah. I was thinking about this idea of how, I work through anxiety or things that are probably not true, right? So yeah. it's a three-step process that I've kind of developed for myself. I don't know if it makes sense to anybody else. The only feedback I've gotten is good, but it's a three-step process. So thing one is, you know, notice the feeling, right? Okay. So I'm noticing that I'm going downstairs to check the door for a third time, or I'm yeah. noticing that I'm getting frustrated or I'm noticing that that, you know, I'm, I'm worried about getting out of the military, whatever that thing is. Right. So the first step is noticing, right. Which really, it sounds stupid. And we talked about it earlier, but you can't do anything with something that you don't, you're not consciously aware of. Right. Yeah. So that's step one is noticing. Second step is, do I believe it to be true? So there are some times where I'm like, Nope, that was just the ice maker dropping a bunch of ice. <laughs> yeah. And so nobody's no, trying to kick a, my door in. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was not a terrorist dropping bombs on my house. Um, yeah. So crisis diverted. It was not true. Yeah. Right. Uh, so thing one is notice. Thing two is is, is it true in my mind? And then okay. thing three, which is really helpful, is how would an objective third party explain this to me? Right. And so you can't pick like mom or dad or wife or husband or kid or best friend. So impartial. Yeah. Yes. Because they have an emotional attachment to your story. Right. Right. They're going to tell you everything is fine and that you're, you know, usually those people tell you like, Hey man, no, like, you know that you're, you're totally right. You know, and screw that person. They're acting inappropriately, you know, like most of your friends or people in your corner are going to take your side. I would right. say try to pick friends that are hard on you. Like I have friends that will t- call me on my yeah. crap all day, uh, right. and I'm grateful for them. Uh, but you know, I, I think that third that third step is really crucial, right? Like, how would somebody outside of this situation look at it? So yeah. you know, let let's relate it to transitioning, right? Thing one, I'm noticing that I have anxiety about transitioning out of the military. These things are coming up for me. I have anxiety having a little bit of panic attacks. I'm worried about what I'm going to do, where I'm going to live, how how I'm going to, you know, I'm worried about these things. I'm noticing these things. Boom. Thing two, is it true? Yes. It's a reasonable thing to have anxiety about getting out of the military. It's a reasonable thing. Thing three, how would an objective person look at this and describe it to me? Well, they would probably say that I'm going to be just fine. And that, you know, I'm squared away. I know what I'm doing. I'm smart. I have my finances together. I have the resources. Everything's gonna be fine. I just have to go through it just like everybody else did. That's probably what an objective third party would tell me. And that has really helped me to kind of get unstuck when I'm just like I mean, the, the you know, the listener can't see what I'm doing with my hands, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you feel like you're just grinding, you're just right. like stuck in this muck. But if you can like step through that process, right. That's just something that I figured out and it's helped for me. I don't know. It's not like genius and I'm not trying to copyright it, but it it really is helpful, man. Like if you can really think through it in that way.
0: I've noticed, um, cause, and I I was trying to do it before, but I noticed when I started my meds, um, there's some of the side effects, like he was the psycho I was talking to. He's like, so, a lot of people notice a spike in anxiety when you start, right? Like, and are you was, on
1: uh, SSRIs? Right?
0: Yeah, it's Soloft. Um, yeah, I forget what the drug is called, but the act. It, well, it's Soloft. It's, yeah. yeah. it's like a it's like a no name brand or whatever. So it just says like Same. the actual name of the functional ingredient, but
1: yeah, the you um, gave, gave me that too. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it uh, he's like your your anxiety is probably going to spike, but what was and it did. But what was weird about it was like it was like artificial like i could feel that it was almost like it was fake like i wasn't mm-hmm. having anxiety for real like it was like i could i noticed that it was like an artificial spike i guess and i i'm sure part of it was cuz i i knew it was coming cuz it was a potential side effect but then um i don't know i just when i noticed the feeling happening it was like i wasn't actively thinking about anything there wasn't anything new. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like when I start to have that feeling, I'm generally thinking about something like that causes right. me anxiety. I wasn't. I was just feeling that way, like panicky. And it was it was almost pushing me towards like where I was like having an anxiety attack. And I was just like, but I, I was able to not go there because I'm like, well, this isn't real. Like because I I'm not dwelling on anything. And it's just happening for like inexplicably out of nowhere. And so I'm like, oh, this is the drugs. Like, this is just a side effect. So I was able to like, like, it still sucked and I still didn't like it. But like, I was able to like deal with it better, I guess, because I was just aware of the fact that, oh, this isn't actually like me where I could like, I'm going to lose it. And maybe that just created another like mechanism of control for me where I can like talk myself down because it's it's made me more aware in that way where you're like when you say you're saying notice the feeling. A lot of times I don't. And I'm, and I'm just like, I'm just worrying and I'm just freaking out. And it's like, so I yeah. start like doing things that are like, like, um, or at least seriously considering doing things like we we're, we were having conversations about like selling the house six months ago and trying to rent until we moved just to get ahead of any potential dip in the housing market. And yeah. I'm like, looking back at that, I'm like, what? Like why? Like calm down. Like it's, and it's not like it's completely irrational. So that's what makes it so like, so crafty. Right. And like, like that's what makes yeah. the, the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. It becomes like plausible where it's like, well, it's not that crazy. I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to think ahead, but
1: get ahead. Um, yeah. And it dude, that can know, correlate yeah. to even the smallest things in your life too. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need to have, I mean, I certainly don't want to get on a political conversation about COVID or right, you know, like you know. But you know, look at look at all the anxiety that that up leveled, right? And so it's like, how much hand sanitizer is enough? You know, how yeah. many, how much mask wearing is going to get you yeah. through this crisis, right? right. You know, uh, I mean, I would argue. What if you just took some vitamins, worked out, got right, some sunlight, right. You know, had some good conversations, you know, like took care of yourself a little but bit. Then,
0: um, but then you're like, Well, how much ammo is enough? And you're like, There's no that's such where thing. I was gonna go. <laughs> it's yeah, like so, cooking, dude. Garlic, there's no such thing as too much garlic.
1: Like you yeah, just keep putting, I mean, you know what I mean. So, like, dude, yeah, yeah we talked about this probably Let's like when go. we first oh, yeah. first met. You know about yeah. You know, I, I definitely have. I'm I'm good for 30 days. Like this house. How is much ammo to is too much? There's <laughs> no such yeah. thing.
0: I have level three body armor, so I'm like the last person. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm good. Man. <laughs> I'm ready for magazines loaded and in the, yeah, it's just, yep,
0: (laughs) yep. But what's weird about it though, is like, I was talking to my buddy, Pat. Uh, He's one of my best friends. He runs the Lumberhawk newsletter. If you're interested in uh, Bitcoin stuff over on Substack, Um, he's the best man at my wedding. He's like my brother. Um, Mm -hmm. But he, we were talking about the Bitcoin thing. I was, cause I was just interested in it and I was reading his newsletter to support what he's doing. Um, cause he's trying the same kind of thing. He's like so interested in this that he wants to like lean into it and try to turn it into a business where like he's got subscribers on Substack and maybe does a podcast and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so we were talking about that. I was helping him like, I'm, I'm helping him create the podcast for that. And, uh, we were talking but we were talking about like Bitcoin and like how much does he invest and what is how does he feel about like a, an emergency fund and like how much cash would you keep on hand if you're such a firm believer in Bitcoin or, or crypto or stocks or whatever? We're just talking through that kind of thing and he goes, He goes, I'm such a believer in Bitcoin that I would he's like, How much cash do you need ready access to like right now? Like if something went horribly wrong, how much actual cash would you need access to? I'm like, I don't know, none. I have credit cards. He goes, Exactly. So he's like, I'm not mm. saying that everybody should do that. But I am saying if your money is just sitting somewhere by virtue of the low interest rates in a savings account and inflation, you're losing money by just letting it by sit By not. There.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: By not yeah. putting it somewhere with a yield that outpaces inflation. And he's like, and then he goes, he, he's such a believer in Bitcoin that he, and historically I think it does outpace inflation. And so he's mm. like, so I have a, a lot in Bitcoin and I'm such a believer that I don't think I need to have any money in savings but I do. And he goes, the only reason I do is because it makes me feel better. Like I just don't have anxiety about, Oh my, I might need cash right now. I like to, you know what I mean? Like it's, and so that's how I feel about that. Like I have like a bunch of stuff like that. I'm not going to go into like, I was gonna, but I'm not, I'm not going to overshare about just like things like that. Like the ammo is an example, but like, like other like investment mechanisms where it's like, does it make the most sense no but it makes me feel good that i have and there's there's it makes me feel more that. secure yeah. and and makes anxiety yeah. go away about that where i i sit here and i'm just like man i have this and i have this and i add it all up i have this much and it's like ah, i have no debt like i'm just like i feel great about it and so i'm just like you know it's the same kind of thing like i feel you know there's no such you know, thing as too dad, much anymore, um, but i have enough to not have anxiety about it <laughs>
1: I, you know, on this thread, and then I probably need to jam here in a minute. But you know, yeah. on this thread, there's this idea. It's a Buddhist philosophy about the thorn, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it, which is funny because my dad told me this around a campfire one time. He was like, you know, and my my dad uh, did well for himself. He was a boast mate in the navy, got out, yeah. came this stereotypical Texas oil business, oil and gas industry guy, you know, like you yeah. saw in Dallas. I mean, he doesn't wear a cowboy hat, but he definitely had the alligator <laughs> skin boots, you know. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, son, I I worked my whole life, so I wouldn't have to worry about money. And then I spent my whole life worrying about worrying money.
0: Worrying about money, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it's the idea of the thorn, right? And so there's this, yeah. uh, this whole, I don't know if it's, Guys, is it Hindu or Buddhist? Anyway, there's, there's a story about the thorn, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so, you know, a person, a, you know, a woman got pricked by a thorn, uh, one day in her garden. And so then she decided she was going to rid her garden of all the thorns. Mm-hmm. Well, and then she went out into the neighbor's garden and rid them all of thorns uh. and then went out into <laughs> the forest and ridded yeah. the whole forest of thorns. And then guess what? The thorn did its job. It became the thing that, you know, it actually hurt her worse than just the thumb prick, right? Right. So it's like you know, anxious for nothing. What are we worrying about? You know, the thorn. You know, it's a reminder. You know, uh, same with me with you know locking doors and carrying guns, right? You know that that thorn is going to be a constant prick, right? If I don't just realize that when I was a kid, that thorn you know, pricked me on the thumb, right. Metaphorically, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, metaphorically, it was something that happened, tra- traumatized me at a young age, but it's not realistic for it to happen to me in, in real time. I mean, right. there certainly is something to be said for owning firearms and locking your doors, but yeah, yeah. don't let it be a constant thorn. in Right. Your don't side. let it
0: be all you worry about. Yeah. No, yes. I mean. yep. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of stuff where I'm trying to,
1: which is relatable like whole, to transition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taking
0: the break and probably just doing school and trying to focus on the podcast. It's all stuff that it, a lot of it is in that orbit of like, I don't want to be stressed out. Like I'm going to actively avoid stress. I'm going to do what makes me happy. If I make less money, I don't care. Like I'm because I'm going to yeah. be fine. We're never going to starve. I'll have my pension and whatever disability I get and health insurance for the rest of my life. Yeah. So like I have the flexibility to like pursue like health, wellness, happiness pr- as the priority and and do whatever money I make is whatever money I make and I I'm kind of like over it. I don't really I don't I don't care if I'm ever rich. I don't care if I'm like no. I think we're in a place where
1: cuz I mean, if you like I was it's one like one of the Jim Carrey for, says, you know, be rich and famous just to find out how that's not going to make you happy, right?
0: Right. And and I I, one of the things I saw in uh, TAPS that I, was kind of enlightening was like, if you look at like the value of your pension over time, I was looking you, there was some website, I forget that I'd have to go look through all the documents, but where you're able to like put in your pay grade and the amount of time. So it'll calculate the current value and then a, a projected like inflation mm-hmm. adjusted value of your pension. So mine is between like, I think current value is something like 1.8 million Oh, until yeah. I like, cause you put in a debt, a, like a, I'm going to die when I'm 80, like ish.
1: <laughs> and then like, I the say this all the time, and, just, just retiring from the military. You're an automatic military or millionaire. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like the, the inflation adjusted value is like <laughs> 3.6 million or something. So you're just looking at it. Like I have, like, if you think about it like that, like I've got millions of dollars in the bank, it's just an annuity. You know what I mean? Like, right. So like, and that's—it's just gonna slow bleed over the over the rest of my life, and then. There's a, uh, so it's the like, East what coast, am I? You know, what am I worried about? It's—it was a—it was enlightening to, to see that
1: anybody on the east coast will appreciate this it's like we have this commercial out here on like regular tv which lord knows who has regular tv but it's like jg wentworth it's like oh yeah yeah when you when you, oh do you have it out there too it's I've, like, heard of,
0: when, I've heard of i've heard jg wentworth before yeah it's like
1: when you need cash now it's like yeah i have no, a settlement but yep. i need yeah. cash <laughs> now <laughs>
0: I grew up in Michigan. So like when I go home, my dad watches like old Westerns on the like antenna regular TV. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I still hear that commercial. It's hilarious. So I yeah. say, that, I mean, I just,
1: uh, <laughs> never mind. It's too personal, but you know, the point yeah, is yeah. know, like, I was going to say, I just fronted somebody bunch of money, but it was basically an yeah. annuity, right? Like it's yeah. the same as military retirement. So that's hilarious. Well, yeah, man. Um, I would just say, I got, I got a wrap here, but I would say, yep. um, first of all, your headspace is in a way better headspace than I was in and I'm doing phenomenal. So I would just leave you with that, right? For you (laughs) personally, like you're doing way better than I was. Yeah. So I have no doubt that you're going to do way better than I'm doing and I'm doing great. Like I'm super (laughs) at peace, uh, very happy with my life. Uh, so, so I leave that with you. And then yeah. for the listener, you know, if anybody, you know, I'm certainly not the retirement or transition expert, but as always, like I just put myself out there as a resource for help. So if I can't yeah, help you, sure. I'll find somebody that can. So, you know, hit me up, Jeff Bayless underscore on Instagram. Uh, you know, if I can't, if I can't help you, I'll, I'll point you in a place where somebody can because that's, uh, you know, I think that's probably where a lot of the anxiety that you're talking about comes from is just not knowing who to reach out to, yeah. not knowing who to talk to. So, uh, you know, there, there's a resource it, yeah. there to remove a lot of anxiety. Just just hit one of us up. We're going through it. We've been through it. Uh, and that's, I mean, things are circular in conversation yeah. <laughs> for a reason. I love that because that means what we're saying is important, right? And right so that kind of right. beginning of the show, like, you know, it's it's about knowing who to reach out to who to talk to. So I'm certainly not a VA representative or, you know, retirement specialist or anything, but I can direct you in those places and also just listen to you talk about how, <laughs> how much <laughs> freaked anxiety. out you are. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I'm what I find too, it. Yeah.
0: I find that I get less freaked out about the more I talk about it. And then also like with the, um, I was going to finish the thought of like the whole like when I was when I finally re- reprioritized and started fixing all these things. It's like now that I'm here, like I, I can only imagine the dumpster fire this would be if I hadn't fixed any of those things and was trying to transition right now. Like
1: 100 percent. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. Like or like let's say I never had cancer, but I had all the other things. It's just like I'd be a wreck because I don't think I would have went to mental health. I don't think I would have. Uh Well, maybe I would maybe I wouldn't have, but like if I had arrived well, I think, at this place without dude, being, I think those are the stories you hear yeah.
1: about people that you know retire and either you know punch out or yeah. you know kind of become a dumpster fire, so that's why right. I was saying initially, you know you're in a way better headspace than I was in, so like I'm super proud of where you're at, man, like yeah. I'm super proud of you, like you' you're handling it very well, and you're a good example. Trying. <laughs> no, you are, dude. Like,
0: <laughs> my knuckles dude, are white, you, but I'm trying. Yeah.
1: No, no, I'm super proud of you, and I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean, I yeah. mean it. You know, like, I'm so proud of how you're handling it and how you're putting it out there for other people to learn. Like, that's that's what we got to do, man. That's that's what real leadership is. not even leadership. Like, let's remove that word. Like, just yeah. being a good human. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you just don't. You want to share that process as you go through it so that somebody going through it can maybe ease that burden a little bit. And that's, I mean, that's a remarkable thing that you're doing, man. I'm super proud of you.
0: Well, thanks, man. And thanks for spending the time listening to me be
1: (laughs) anxious about
0: the process. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Hey man,
1: let's, let's get you on mine on Monday. Let's see what you got. All
0: right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It's always fun and enlightening and adds to my reading list. Uh, every time I talk to Jeff, I uh, really pre- appreciate him and his perspective. Uh, and it's fun to talk about this stuff out loud. Like, I, I don't remember if I left it on the recording or not, but um, I feel better about stuff like this every time I talk about it. Like, the more I can get it out of my head, the more uh, comfortable I feel with the idea or at least the less anxious I feel about it. So um, it was... It was good. I, I'm, I'm glad we did it. Uh, I had fun. And uh, I think it's probably the part that people don't spend enough time focused on. It's like you get caught up in the in the checklists and to do lists and oh, my God, I have all these things to do. And that's the kind of stuff that's worrying me um, outside of the unknown It's just I have this what feels like an overwhelming list of things I need to accomplish before we pack up and move halfway across the country. Um And it's more overwhelming because it feels like i'm kind of on my own as i do it even though i know i'm not like it just you know i don't know my brain is weird so uh talking through all the parts that are causing anxiety uh it was helpful for me and i hope it you know shed some light on some of the things that like you may encounter and maybe provided some tools or some insight on how to how to deal with them um as always, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't go up to ship at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't go up to ship podcast, or you can DM me on Instagram, Reddit, or discord at Degas podcast. Uh, don't, you know, don't ever be afraid to reach out if you need help or just have questions or feedback or whatever. Uh, if you want to support us, there's a donate button on the website. You can go to don't go up the ship apparel.com. Get some naval pride and heritage gear you actually wear in public. Uh, it's D dot com. I uh, really appreciate that. And uh, you can follow that on D Guts Apparel and Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel on Facebook. Um, that's kind of like my, I created my own sponsor. <laughs> So if, if you want to support us, those are the ways to do it. You can also go to dguts.substack.com or find uh, the Deguts Thought Lab podcast. Anywhere you find your podcast, it's a new endeavor where we're going really down the rabbit hole in leadership theory. I'm writing articles, which is a new thing that I'm really enjoying. Uh, and then I record those articles as kind of like an audio read and elaborate a little bit. And that's the podcast form. So go check that out, dguts.substack.com. I'd really appreciate that. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship.